Welcome to the astonishing and unexpected adventures of Ace Tucker, Space Trucker! Last time on Ace Tucker Space Trucker. Well, man, those aliens told me that the second floor of Graceland became known as the most secure place in the galaxy following my death. Once the caddy got hooked into Betty's hyperdrives, they started behaving like one cohesive ship. The caddy is acting like the main engine now, and because of the time drive, we are temporally cloaked. So right now, we are flying not only through hyperspace, but hyper-time as well. There is a new ownership matrix in place. You no longer have authority to give commands to any of my systems. What the? Who? <laughs> me! Will someone please tell me what the f*** is going on here? It's really quite simple, Miss Massey. I've been waiting years for this moment. Working. Manipulating. Waiting for this very moment to reveal myself. When the blinding light finally subsides, a man covered from head to toe in impossibly shiny metal stands in Agent Calhoun's place. It is the shiny man in the flesh. Betty, contain them all except Elvis Presley. Bring it, you shiny piece of Andromeda space trash. Look out, Elvis! He's got a gun! The shiny man grabs Elvis by the hair and drags him across the cargo bay to the garbage recycler. He opens the hatch and hoists Elvis inside. Then he closes the hatch and hits the button that breaks waste material down to a slurry of reusable matter for Betty's fabricators. The king is dead. Long live the king. The shiny man had shot Elvis Presley and dumped his lifeless body into Betty's garbage recyclers. The recyclers are designed to break matter down to its base components and shuttle off the compounds to holding tanks for later use. By now, all that remained of Elvis Presley was nothing more than a paste 
to make new tools, machine parts, or anything else Betty's fabricators could devise. Poor Ace Tucker, Ivan Chimpanov, and April Massey had to watch it all go down from within a cage, trapped by the shiny man's command. At least Hank the Basset Hound didn't have to say it, as he was knocked out cold at the time. But he is awake now, and taking Elvis's death pretty hard. They all are. The world seems to slow down for Ace Tucker as he grips the bars of his cage, and he stares at the floor through blurred eyes. He is cold and has a heaviness in his arms. He drops his hands to his sides and slumps against the cage. Sure Elvis was a pain in the ass, and he caused me nothing but trouble since we met, but he was a human being. He deserved better than to be melted down to fabricator goo. And to make things worse, the shiny man is strutting on the other side of the cage, pleased as punch and gloating at old Ace Tucker's pain. I've been manipulating you from the start, leading you to Earth, keeping you on task with Elvis's supposed astral projections. That was me in control of your ship's hollow projectors. The Elvis impersonators, me again. They were all too eager to help. All they needed was a little telepathic push. Feigning ignorance and playing along with our encounters at the rest stop and near the woods while I was disguised as Agent Calhoun? <laughs> all to help string you along to recover the time machine. You've played your part perfectly, Mr. Tucker. You, man. <laughs> And I will have to admit, it was pretty clever on your part, Ivan Chimpanov, to disguise yourself with the Dazzlers. I'm sorry if my aggrandizer field caused them to malfunction when you got close to Graceland. They were in place all around the perimeter of the property to make sure the drooling idiot Elvis impersonators had a beacon to rally to. They don't play nice with third-rate hollow technology. Ah! I know that gesture well, Mr. Chimpanov. The finger, I think they call it. Very mature. Now, if you'll excuse me, it's time for phase two of my plan. So, um, Ace, you're, uh, you're from outer space, huh? Yeah, I, I wanted to tell you, but... Uh... No, I get it. You're some kind of secret agent from space trying to save the world from unspeakable terrors. You gotta keep a low profile. What? Where the hell did you get that idea? I don't know. You live in a spaceship with a cyborg chimpanzee that sometimes looks like Seth Green? And you're mixed up with some sort of alien supervillain asshole who just killed Elvis Presley? Who also seems to have some sort of cyborg animal friend? Seems like space James Bond to me. Huh, now that you say it like that, <sighs> April, I'm just a trucker. I ain't no secret agent. Trucker, huh? Yup. We got roped into this mess by accident. All I wanted was to get money out of it so I could pay off some debts. <sighs> so, Ace Tucker, Space Trucker, how are we gonna get out of this mess? We... we can't. We're stuck in this cage and that shiny <laughs> has control of my ship. Oh, come on. You gotta have some kind of something we can do here. Some kind of, uh, 
Well, forgive the pun, ace up your sleeve? I... I don't know. Well, how about you, Seth Ivan? Whoa. Hey, Ivan. What are you doing over there in the corner? Yeah, yeah. You know how I can use my cybernetic implants to make a spike to jack into the computer systems? Yeah, I'm using that spike right now to peel up part of the floor. This isn't easy. This is reinforced polyceramic here. But if I can just get this panel up, I might be able to jack into the data conduit and see what that shiny jerk did to Betty. Wait, I think the shiny man is coming back. Put it down, put it down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He can't see it with me sitting on top of the panel. Shh, here he comes. What did you do? Uh, come again, mister? Uh, what can I do you for? Don't play coy with me, human. I just checked the Chronomicon. The future has not changed. The death of Elvis Presley has done nothing to alter the timeline. What have you done? Hey, man, I have no idea what the sh you were talking about. What I am talking about, Mr. Tucker, is the future. It appears that killing Elvis Presley in the 21st century does nothing to stop him from becoming Prime Minister of Earth in the 24th century. Buddy, you're not making any damn sense. How can a dead man be Prime Minister of a planet? I don't know how, but your involvement has made it possible. You are now listed in the Chronomicon as a time abrasion. You have done something in this timeline that has already undone what I came here to do. Huh? You have created a temporal paradox. Your actions reversed what I've done before I even had a chance to do it. Listen, pal. I haven't seen this much crazy since I spent a night drinking Gortexian ale with Mies McGuffin, the drummer for Mustache Supernova. And the last time I checked, I was stuck in this cage like some kind of damn circus animal. How the frick could I do anything to mess with your chrono whatchamajigger? You are lucky the rules governing this situation are very clear. Your involvement has saved you and your band of caged freaks, at least temporarily. A time abrasion cannot be destroyed, lest irreparable damage be done to the timeline itself. It seems we are all ensnared in this paradox together. But I am not defeated. I will just take extra measures to rectify it. The shiny man walks over to the Cadillac and checks the cables that run from the engine to the computer wall panels. Then he reaches over the driver's side door and around the steering wheel and taps a button. The Cadillac springs to life as the engine revs up and light bursts out of the seams of the trunk. The shiny man taps another button on the dashboard, then walks over to the computer panel on the wall of the cargo bay. What's he doing over there? Looks like some sort of navigation interface. Like he's uh, programming some sort of program or coordinates or something. There. Next stop, Earth. Tupelo, Mississippi. January 7th, 1935. 
To make sure I erase him from history, I will kill Elvis Presley before he is ever born. Stay put, children. This will all be over soon. Okay, he's gone. Ivan, how's it coming? Yeah, I've got the panel up. I'm going to try and jack into a low-level subsystem of Betty's neural network. Yeah, well, I'm gonna help. I'm an expert on semantic computer networks. Besides, I need something to f do, or I'm gonna start bawling and everywhere. Yeah, great, Hank. If you're up to it, come on over here. Betty's network is screwed six ways to Sunday. If you could help me penetrate the first few layers of security, I might be able to establish a subroutine to gain some sort of foothold. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see what's going on here. Man, son of a cross-eyed midget whore. This is really Look at that conduit. Oh man, he really that. This is Jesus H. This is dumb. What the fuck is he doing in here? Oh my. I love that dog. Yeah, he's the best. So is he a, a cyborg like Ivan? Huh? You know, I don't know. Hey Hank, are you some sort of cyborg or something? Lady. I am a basset hound. Yeah, I know, but but how is it you can talk and stuff? Oh, that. So, uh, I don't really know. I woke up one day and I was like this. Uh, hey, hey, Ivan, hold that cable right there. Yeah, got it. Keep an eye on that transition conduit next to it. I see it, Dick. I'm not blind. How is he moving stuff in there with no hands? Is he using his tongue or something? Damned if I know. You guys did it! Yeah, I was able to convince Betty that the cage was part of an invasive computer virus, and the autonomic controls took over and killed it. We, we were able to convince the computer. Yeah, it was a team effort. Thanks, Hank. You got it, monkey man. Yeah, but don't you think the bad guy is going to notice that we shook the whole ship to do it? Oh, that wasn't us. I've gained the trust of some low-level systems, but I'm still locked out of the major stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, looks like the shiny man has Betty's fabricators working overtime, building something. Yeah, but the good news is he's routed most of the power away from Betty's security systems. Guess he thought we'd never break out of that cage. <laughs> what a dip. What's he building? Yeah, looks like a tearing electron plasma inducer. Uh, tearing electron what now? Yeah. Okay, it's a gun that can blast stuff at the cellular level. He could cook a target from the inside out. My guess is he could kill someone or, like, give them cancer or a heart defect without anyone knowing he did it. Oh, why not just blast the out of stuff with Betty's laser guns? Uh, he's a murderous psychopath from the future. I'm sure he's got his reasons. Yeah, but he probably doesn't want to call too much attention to himself. Yeah, this could make the death look like a natural death. Hey, Grace, pick me up so I can get a better look at that computer readout. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah, mm. Yeah, look at that right there, Ivan. Yeah, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Huh, looks like Hank understands what's on that screen. I sure don't. Hey, what's that gray goo dripping out of the garbage recycler? As Ivan, Hank, and April pour over the computer data, 
AC's gray goo dripping out of the garbage recycler and accumulating in a little pool on the floor. The pool of goo pulsates like sand on a vibrating drum and seems to be inching itself ever so slightly towards Ace. When the pool is about the size of Ace's palm, the droplets stop falling and the pool starts to snake across the floor. Guys! 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 What? What the man? What are you trying to do? Make me puke? Stop shaking me! There's some weird stuff crawling across the floor over there. Look! Where'd they come from? Holy... Put me down, Grace. Put me down. Ew! What is that? Those are Elvis's nanobots. That is a robot? Not just one robot, sister. Hundreds of thousands of tiny microscopic robots. They all work together. And what was keeping Elvis alive all these years? They must have gotten rebooted because Betty's systems are tied into the caddy. But since Elvis's body got broken down in that <laughs> garbage recycler, they don't have anything to work on anymore. Monkey Man, you have an electromagnetic teleleg module we can use? We need to talk to these things, quick! Yeah, I'm still locked out of the higher level systems like the fabricators. I would normally be able to make one, but I can't right now. I need some more time to get them online. But that's not the biggest problem we've got here. The shiny man just left the ship. What? Yeah, that turbulence we felt a few minutes ago, that was us breaching the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, given the lack of industrialized sprawl and major pollution, I'd say we were definitely somewhere in the early 20th century of Earth. Yeah, yup. Yeah, we're hovering over Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, I'm guessing in the early 1930s. Oh, Jesus. That's when Elvis was born. He's going after baby Elvis. Ace, put your hands on those damn bots. Whoa, Hank, you actually called me by my proper name. But wait a minute. I'm not going to touch some weird pile of robotic goo that just climbed out of another person's body. They're made to interface with human DNA, bag. If they get in your system, you'll have a fighting chance against the shiny man. This might be our only chance to save Elvis. Wait, are you suggesting that I inject myself with some crazy-ass swarm of robots and go fight the shiny man? That's exactly what I'm suggesting, you fruit. Now do it! Yeah, he might be right, Ace. Chimpanzee DNA is 96% the same as humans, but that other 4% is a big darn difference. If they only work with humans, that leaves you and April. And if they give you some sort of fighting chance against that shiny jerk, one of you has to take it. He won't be expecting it. You can catch him off guard. I, I, I guess I would do it. I took Taekwondo in middle school and I could- No, this is my ship. This is my responsibility. You know, it makes some sort of sense in a crazy way. I saw what Elvis could do, how fast he could move with those nanobots in his system. And I'm not trained in martial arts like Elvis, but I've been in my fair share of barroom brawls. If I can just get the jump on the shiny man, I think, uh, I hope I can take him. Not to mention I'd be saving rock and roll itself and the supposed future of humanity in the process. But man, that's a lot of pressure. I didn't sign up to be a hero. 
All I wanted to do was go to a party, have a few drinks, a few laughs, and hit the road to the next Mustache Supernova gig. I didn't ask to be caught up in some sort of cosmic plot to undo Earth's history, and I sure didn't ask to pick a fight with some super-powered shiny psycho from another galaxy. Ole's Tucker is right on the cusp of backing down. He is about to say it is too much pressure that they should find another way to deal with it all. But then, a new emotion breaks through the self-doubt and despair. Anger. The shiny man had manipulated him, had stolen his ship, his home, Betty, the one girl he ever truly loved. The shiny man had turned her against Ace and used her to hurt him and his friends. The shiny man was actively using her to try and kill the king of rock and roll before Elvis was even born. What kind of a sadistic does something like that? <sighs> Ivan, do you have access to the broom closet? Yes, I believe I do. Broom closet? You don't have to sweep those bots up. Just go touch them, nose. I will, Hank. But first I gotta get something that might come in handy. Call it an insurance policy. Go ahead and unlock it, Ivan. See, Hank? The broom closet is what I call my gun locker. You know, I'm not a big fan of guns, but at times like this, when impending doom is breathing down your neck and the future of humanity is on the line, a good sidearm can come in handy, and I've got just the pistol. Everyone meet Ray Ray. Sure, he's got some fancy technical name, but I calls it like I sees it. It's a damn Star Trek Duck Dodgers Flash Gordon-ass ray gun, and it packs one hell of a wallop. <laughs> That's right, Ray Ray. I can feel your supercharged particles of violence just itching to be unleashed. Here we go, fella. Let me dial in a power setting of 40 million megajoules. That should be enough to blast a hole the size of a dump truck through just about anything. All right, there. So, the nanobots, how's this gonna work? Go put your hand on those bots, asshole. Do it now. Tune in next time for another installment of Ace Tucker Space Trucker. For access to all the music used in this episode, as well as Ace Tucker Space Trucker merchandise and uncensored versions of episodes, visit acetuckerspacetrucker.com.